Welcome to the Librarian Influencers Podcast. Each week, our host, Dr. Laura Shinneman, dives deep into school library topics to help you build your skills and take charge of your own professional development. Her mission is to create an environment where librarians flourish and become lifelong learners. Now, on to today's podcast. I'd like to welcome Deborah Zeman to the Librarian Influencers Podcast. So Deborah, go ahead and tell us a little bit about your background with working with school libraries. Sure. Thank you for having me. Um, I've been a librarian. This will be my sixth year. Uh, Prior to that, I taught English for 16 years. Before that, I was in publishing for 10 years Hmm. Okay. in New York. And then we moved down here, rolled into my teaching job, and then was asked, hey, do you want to go back to school? You know, you're really good at everything with the technology and we need a librarian, and we know how much you love reading. So I did that. So I was able to work in the library while I was going to school. Oh, perfect. Okay. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't get that opportunity. So that's- Yeah, I was happy I could do it, but, you know, it came out of my pocket. So <laughs> like it is for everyone else. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. So I know you're up in the North Texas area. Tell us a little bit about like what kind of, what's your school like? We're, we're, Well, where I was when I started, it was a small district, a little bit north where I live. I'm in Frisco, but this was up in Salina. And I was there for four years and I was the district librarian. And I oversaw the five other campuses, which were run by Paras, which was a whole, yeah, Yeah. not going to get into that. But (laughs) they did not take the library program as seriously as it should be, because we all know research shows reading improves your scores for everything. It's not just English, it's the math and the science and especially the history. Mm -hmm. So I moved over this year, this past year, which was interesting moving districts during COVID. (laughs) And so the school, there's about 2,900 kids and I would say we had maybe 500, but I'm sure you're familiar, all the libraries went on to that level schedule, level one, two, three, four, and we were really on around level two the whole time. So other than any library aides that may have actually been on campus, because everybody had that option to do high, uh, remote or here, I didn't get a chance to meet kids. So it was, to me, that's a lost year for me as a librarian. You know, we did everything we could, curbside, personal shopper, uh, putting books on hold, doing all the things we could, but so I'm hoping in the fall, it'll work out a little better and I'll get to do what I was doing for four years, you know, having kids in all the time, doing breakout EDUs, doing maker spaces, all that kind of stuff. So, okay. so 2,900 kids, does that mean high school? You- yeah, 28, 2,900 kids, 10 through 12. Oh, okay. So not even, yeah. okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. in your situation, do you, are you a solo librarian or do you have? No, I had a partner and we were fortunate also to have an assistant. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Very good. Yeah. So when you go back, it, is, it will be like a first year for you. in, in many uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I, even lately, I've been just kind of thinking about, you know, it used to, like I always worked at elementary, so it would mean like my kindergartners, you know, were the first they were having a first year, you know, when they would come. Mm-hmm. 
But this coming year, when everybody comes back, it's really going to be two grade levels of kids because last year's kids are really like new if they've never been on campus before. Mm -hmm. It's going to be very interesting, no matter what level, you know, that you're working at, it's going to be adjustments for everybody. Yes. All right. So what do you remember about your earliest years? Do you have any stories or things that you could share with us? Absolutely. So, so backtrack a little, I was always the guinea pig for technology. Okay. So not just the ed tech tools, but uh, trying out iPads one-to-one in the English classroom. Then we rolled into laptops. And when we rolled into laptops is when I moved into the library. So I became the kind of the gatekeeper of the laptops, which technically I shouldn't have been. And I was always viewed as the bad guy. Like kids oh. didn't want to come. I'm like, I look, I'm just telling you, you broke it. This is the rules. Don't shoot the messenger, whatever. But I remember... When I took over, it was June of 2016. The person that was in there, it's kind of funny because the person that was in there for the first five or six years that I was teaching was the person that I took over for in the classroom. They moved her to the library, but she was not certified librarian. They just stuck a teacher there, whatever. And it was a very old school library. Hmm. Checking out books, that was it, whatever. She'd been in the district forever, sweet, whatever. So then it was time to shift. So they asked me to shift. And I remember standing in there going, okay, I want to make this place mine, but the school's. And it had the very tall bookshelves. It was a very, very large space. So when you would walk into the foyer of the school, you had the counseling suite to one side, the front office into the principals, walk into the rotunda, there was the bobcat. And then the library was right there, full on glass, the whole thing. And it was just huge. And so again, it was all the high bookshelves, the reference section was 4,000 years old. (laughs) I was like, no, we have databases like TextQuest. Why are we not using this? And why is it not being promoted if we're paying for it? Right. So I kind of took the first day, you know, where I was, I wasn't on contract technically, I got paid, but you know what I'm saying? I was like, I have to do something before I roll in here in August to change it up. So the first thing I did, wiped out the reference section. I don't think anything was newer than 2008. And this was 2016. Mm -hmm. It's like, we don't need the world book encyclopedia from 1997. Right. So got rid of that got rid of every tall shelf. So then it was only, you know, I'm trying to think I could stand at it and have, it was great for if I wanted to record a video on my laptop, that's how high they were. Switched it all up, got fiction and nonfiction. It was not genreified at the time, Mm -hmm. but I did not take that on yet. Cause I'm like, okay, I don't want to make too many changes because people are going to go, what is happening here? Yeah. So the area where, the reference area was, I made that into what I call the creation station. It wasn't yet a maker space, but had the die cuts, had markers, had, you know, paper, the butcher paper. 
to encourage teachers to bring in classes that they were working on projects. Mm-hmm. Did all that and then just tested it through the year. Got going through that. The second year I took on the genre five. Okay. And when and I did it for myself, it took me about six months because I didn't have an assistant, still dealing with the laptops and all that kind of stuff. And breaking into breakout edu learning about that and creating games and getting teachers on board Mm -hmm. so again that first year i just bided my time that's what you really need to do the first year you're there feel out everybody now everybody knew me as an english teacher knew what i could do yeah but now it's this whole different area okay how is that how is she shifting from this to this and that's really that's what I did. If you're going to be in there, even if you're new district, but you're a seasoned librarian, take that year, send out a survey because you don't really know what the previous librarian did. It could be just hmm, sat around and did books. And now you want to bring in all this stuff and it might scare people away. Because you know how people use that saying, well, we've always done it this way. That's a pet peeve. No, yeah. Yeah. the 21st century. We got to change it up because these kids are going to get bored. So yeah, for sure. All right. Was there any kind of advice that would have been helpful to you at the beginning? Hmm. I did have a wonderful mentor while I was going through school. She was like assigned me. I went to UNT and they assigned you a mentor. She was literally, I was in Salina. She was in Prosper, one down, down. I was able to go and visit her mm-hmm. and I was able to work on some things with her and get some advice. And her advice was just take it slow. Yeah. Don't rush it. Um, one of the things that was my big ticket that we did not have, and thanks to school, I under, you know, got it going, the collection development policy. It was, it took me some time. I found it tucked into a binder. It was about four pages long. It had a copy of the library bill of rights. It had the TASB from the school board thing, you know, the one paragraph. And that was it. And it was from 2000 and I'm trying to think 2016, 2004, maybe. Because way back before they built the new high school, because this high school was only built in eight or nine, I think, it was down in the town and it was a combination public library, high school library. Okay. So it was, you know, half of the books had Salina Public Library, half the books had whatever. And that was part of that whole when I decided to genreify and clean up, you know. So you got to get somebody who's a strong mentor that's going to walk you through it and be like, yeah, eyes open. I like that idea too of you going to them. You Mm -hmm. know, so often the mentor will go to you, you know, and Mm -hmm. watch you see what you're doing. But you can really get a lot from site visits, you know, elsewhere. Yes, especially how are they doing displays? What are you doing when? How do you? handle kids coming in? Do you have a check-in system? Mm -hmm. Um, How is your library set up? Do you have it like, one of my favorite libraries is Nancy Jo Lambert's library, Reedy High School. She ever leaves, I want her job. (laughs) Because I remember seeing it, I think it was my, 
after my first year there and they did the um, Ed Camp, Librarians Ed Camp, the North Texas one, and that where they used to do it in Frisco at all the different campuses. And they did it one year in Reedy and we got to go see hers. And I was just like, yes, this is what the future learning commons is. You walk in, beautiful circulation desk. It was around, they had self-checkout. Literally all the books were in the stacks on the other side of the circulation desk and all to the left and all to the right was all the flexible seating and the maker space and the vivid tech. And I was like, yes, mm-hmm. yes. And so I took some ideas from there and I pulled them in. Yeah. And again, another thing is as a first year librarian, reach out to that PLN on Twitter. Definitely. They become your family. They become the people, your go-tos, you know, people that were viewed as edu celebs, you know, they're not like my really good friends. They're just like you and I, they just had their name out there for the longest time and they've been doing it and they know how to adapt and they know how to move and change with the changing times. So, yeah, that's definitely well, good advice. Thanks for sharing those tips there. That's good. Okay, so I am so hopeful that when fall comes around, that everything is back face to face. You know, I, I haven't seen that all in writing yet at this point, but that, that's my hope. But what are some things, like what are you starting to already think about um, as we're starting to make kind of make plans for the next school year? Just making the connections with the kids. Being on the Tayshaw's committee mm-hmm. and getting all these books and reading all of them, whether or not they get on the list, being able to, like, we didn't have TLA face-to-face for two years. I was like, well, what do I do with all these books? Well, I donate them to my school library because what am I going to do? My husband built two bookshelves and he's like, well, I have to build another one. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is all the 2020. Yeah. They're going to be going with me in the fall. This is all the 2021. I need to read these. It's like, okay. So being able to promote that even more, being able to do more with that, and even the Maverick list to the graphic novels. Uh, this past year, we built up our graphic novel program more. Okay. Um, I still would like to do the personal shopper. Uh, I created a new kind of like, interest survey for the kids based on one I can't remember who it was that you know we all just share our stuff for free the way it should be and I think I took it and I adapted it to make it more personalized for the kids to help me get to know the kids more um do like lunch in the library we tried to do that with zoom that didn't work yeah I want to do that and then um another thing we're doing The English three classes had the summer reading, but we curated a list. We called it the American dream and it was all titles that have been on the Tayshos because they just fit in everything. It was a, it's a variation of uh, what's her name? Cecily Lewis. Is that right? The read woke. We made it to the American dream but we're also putting it out there for the whole school where we make it like a competition. Okay. If you read five, you get A, B, C. So I think if they get to like 20 of, off of this list, 
we make a shirt for them or something like that, or a lunch for the librarians where we get pizza and stuff yeah. like that. Again, encourage the kids to read. And I like to just sit around with a book and the kids see me reading and they're like, oh, okay, you know. And again, introduce a lot of more of the ed tech stuff, the fun scene and everything that I like to use and get them on board. Yeah, awesome. That's great. Sounds like you have, you create like a fun, well, I mean, we always think welcoming environment, but you're yeah. a very fun and engaging one. So that, that's yeah. good that you're, you're thinking of ways to draw them in. And mm-hmm. It's not a quiet library either. I want to play music. That's yeah. all I did. The kids were like 80s music. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm an 80s girl. Yeah. And then of course they would always be like, oh, hey, did they take this from someone? I'm like, no, no, no. Lesson number one, this was taken from this. And oh, this was the original. Yeah. Yes. I, have, I have a friend. I don't know if you've met Renee Dyer um, on social media, but um, familiar, yeah. she's from South Texas, but mm-hmm. she lets the kids make playlists and mm-hmm. then she uses their playlist for the day, you know, kind of has yeah. a good student for the day. So I thought that was a fun way to, to kind of give value um, to them and connect with kids so student voice and choice yeah as long as it's cool appropriate right exactly right <laughs> yeah. all right so that's what you're doing to get ready um for the start of the school <laughs> so when you think back to you know the, these last 15 months or so how has this pandemic really changed you professionally relying on my pln even more than before more yeah You know, the first two months when I was at my old district, I wasn't reached out to very much. You know, I literally had my Zoom room open all day. Um, The one thing I had to do, and I'm sure you probably experienced it, when everybody decided to do read-alouds and let's put them out on YouTube, and I about had a heart attack. Because one of the library assistants, uh, aides, sorry, aide, Paris, went, recorded herself, and put it out on Facebook. And I was like, okay. I worked in copyrights and permissions a million years ago. I'm a librarian. I know the rules. So I believe, oh, I can't remember who it was in Louisville ISD. I had already gathered a whole bunch of information because you cannot go by the author saying, oh, go ahead. No, 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 They no. can't the rights for their book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. cannot do that. There's a whole world of copyright and permission behind the scenes. People don't understand. Yeah. So I had started curating a list of all the publishers, who said what, where do you do it, whatever. And then Louisville, some one of the librarians put out this great infographic, uh, like a spreadsheet, that had all this stuff. And I'm like, hey, can I borrow this and share it and make it my own for my district? She's like, absolutely. So immediately, like on a Sunday night, I was putting that together and I messaged like administration saying, you need to contact her. You need to tell her to take it off or the district's going to get sued. And I got the okay from one person. And then I got the, you've got to give her grace. I'm like, no, you don't. Because when they come after the school district, mm-hmm, yeah. So the next thing you knew, it was taken down. And then they started putting it in the Google Classroom because it was locked down or whatever. So that's one of the things. Um, how has it changed me professionally? I've definitely stepped out 
of my box more in terms of getting more involved with TLA. Um, you know, I'm on the tassel board and I wrote a blog about uh, Clubhouse, which I do with Amanda Hunt. And it's a nice place for librarians to come in and talk. Uh, Casey Boyd does it on one on Sunday nights. I'll do it on Wednesday or Thursdays. And it's great to advocate. We share book recommendations. Um, and then I'm trying, <laughs> haven't yet, but getting more onto like Instagram and social media doing uh, little book reviews. Okay. I'm like the world's biggest extrovert, but when it comes to like recording myself and listening, I, I will tell you, I hate my voice. <laughs> my kid, my own children tell me I sound like Dina from Jersey Shore. I'm like, <laughs> I know we're from New York, whatever. So that's one of my things being coming more comfortable with recording a book talk. Okay. And I mean, Stephanie is like the queen of that. Amanda Hunt, if you've seen her thing, she does. And I'm just like, oh, okay, I got to be more like that. So that is one of those things. And trying out new ed tech, yeah. because like I've said, it's not just books and bombots. Yeah. We're not any longer just perceived as just reading. Right. We are now ed tech librarians or library and information technology educators. Right. Okay. Now you just said the phrase from your little, mm -hmm. from your screen image with the, it's not books. Correct. Correct me. What is it? It's not. It's not just books and bonbons. Just books and bonbons. Yeah. But tell me a little bit about that. What What's the story behind okay. that? Okay. So about two years ago, no, I think it was when I finished my master's. I asked for a meeting, and it was in my old district with the former superintendent, who's retired now, and HR. And I walked in with a five and a half page document of everything that I had done in two or three years. That was like my resume for the district. And we're sitting there and the superintendents to my right, HR is to my left. And again, it's a small district, like HR is one person. Yeah. So they're sitting there and they're reading it. And I see the superintendent's eyes getting big, like, holy cow, I really didn't realize you did all this. And out of the mouth of the, the HR guy is I hear a chuckle and I turn and I look and he says, Gene, all I thought you did was read and eat chocolate all day. And I was, I, people who know me, I have a very fiery personality and I'm like one to instantly react. And I just looked at him like, obviously not. So that stuck with me for a long time. And then I did, I started doing the clubhouse and called it, it's not just books and bonbons because we're not. We're no longer just the gatekeepers of the books. We're the gatekeepers of the information, of information and the ed tech. You know, a lot of librarians are the digital learning specialists on campus too. It's not just one, it's all, you know, and that's all part of the future ready librarians too. You're becoming all six facets of it. So yeah, I've stuck with that. <laughs> you, got, <laughs> I did a podcast with... Um, Alfonso Mendoza, I did a webinar with him and we talked about that. I thought he was going to fall off his chair. <laughs> I was like, that's what it is. It's yeah. not just books and bombons. And that's how, that's what I use it all the time. That's what we are. So. That needs to be a keynote. So you work up a keynote 
because that's a great title for it. And even a TED talk, you can have a shirt and coffee mugs. And <laughs> I already do. I have a shirt and I have stickers. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Good. So, I mean, that's truly what it is now. Where it's not just books and moments anymore. Yeah. And I think the pandemic also hopefully really brought that to the forefront for people to see that, you know, that because uh-huh. we were no longer just tied into our physical libraries, uh-huh. you know, which people just, you're a librarian, you belong in the librarian and you are books. Um, but all of a sudden they were forced, you know, to see us in this other role. Exactly. And, you know, when you see all these reports about different states that are, oh, we're getting rid of the librarians. Now they're like, oh, wait a minute, let's backtrack. Like you've seen what's going on in DC. And then I think, was it Oregon or Utah? I can't remember which state where they were like getting rid of them and they were just gonna, I'm like, no, 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 no. You need that person that has that background Mm -hmm. because they don't understand. You cannot stick just anybody in there and expect them to know what a reconsideration letter is. Yeah. No, if that book is challenged, you don't pull it off the shelf until all is said and done. And they don't know where to go and do the research like we do. So Mm -hmm. yeah, we're important and they need to know that. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Most definitely. And I actually just saw um, Casey Boyd shared today uh, that the DC thing is Mm -hmm. clear now. So I think that was been a year long battle. Yeah, I think, yeah, because I think she went through this last year and then now here we go again. And I'm like, what do you want me to sign? I will sign it for you. You know, you have my back. I have your back and everything. So, yeah, yeah, that's one good thing with social media, too. You know, if you find yourself in that kind of position, you can Mm -hmm. find support from everybody. Yeah. Get those petitions out there. Mm -hmm. I even saw people who would write in, you know, with wording, you know, share this with your administrator or share this with your superintendent. So uh-huh. your, your virtual PLN is an awesome tool. Um, to, uh-huh. to, to grab and it'll from. be so nice when we can all see each other again. Yeah, yeah definitely. <sighs> and it is really interesting. Um, actually, before I started uh, recording with you this morning, I did an interview with a man from the UK. And okay. he's part of an international library association. Uh-huh. Um, and... It was really, he, so he, he listed like the, the top six things from research uh, in, in, in the UK area and that were kind of guiding what they were using as they were creating these guidelines for librarians. And every one of them, I was like, check, check, check. You know, it was a perfect match. And uh-huh. I said, you know, it's, it's really nice to hear that like our, it's, it's sad that our struggle is the same, you know, but it lets you know that we're, we're all doing the same thing. We're in the same boat. Uh-huh. We're trying to do the best thing we can for kids. And if we can get together, you know, internationally even, then we're going to even get more resources to kind of back up everything mm-hmm. we're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and that's what's nice about Clubhouse. It's worldwide. Granted, we do it, you know, at like 7.30 at night, our time, which is 12.30, 1 o'clock. But if they want to jump in, they can jump in and they can hear how we're advocating and we can hear how they're advocating right. real time. Mm-hmm. So. So talk about Clubhouse for a minute. Um, like where where will people find the information about that? Okay, so Clubhouse, I guess, has been around for a while. Okay. It's an invite only. Originally, it was just iOS. I got my invite last year from, I don't know, I think it was Mitzvah and Wakelet. He's like, hey, here, I got an invite. It's like, what is this? And, you know, you go in and it's, 
got whatever they call the hallway. So what I started to do is search for librarians, okay. library, librarians, whatever. Liberia comes up. Oh, I'm like, no, 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 wait, come on. Yeah. So then I started searching for the word library in people because some people will have it in their intros or whatever. Okay. And there were a few and I was like, okay, I know most of my library PLN has a iPhone. So started tweeting out, tweeting out. And then I applied for a clubhouse on clubhouse okay. librarians because they didn't have one. So I asked Amanda, she is my co-creator. And then Amy Herman and Heather Lamb, who's in Castleberry, they're co-moderators, co-hosts with us. And so we just started building it up and we've talked about advocacy. We talked about EdTech, you know, what your plans are for the summer. We've done book talks on there and like, it's hysterical. I can't keep the notes fast enough. I know Casey keeps a padlet when she does hers, which is smart. So it's nice because we can share it out. And, you know, you also, I've learned when you look at the bios that are in there, there's a specific way you want it because you just want like the important stuff. You don't want, oh, you know, bells and whistles. And because I worded it the right way, I get the librarians in. And so we'll tweet about it. Um, we were going to do one. I guess we kind of lost it this week. I've kind of taken a break because this summer has been crazy and my son is getting married in three weeks. So I'm like, I need, a, I need a break. <laughs> yeah. So we'll start, you know, we usually do it either once a week or every other week, you know, we're looking forward to doing it again, starting maybe right before everybody starts going back in August. And again, it's just great to connect. Um, you know, it's brought me even closer to my PLN. Mm -hmm. And again, it's another way to not just type out the tweet, but right there, you can get that advocacy like Casey okay, this is what we're doing. And I've put it in my bio, please go link on it. And she'll get the signature. She'll get the yeah. backup. So, and it's a lot of fun. So I, have, just, I haven't used it. Is, is there any video involved or is it just? Nope, it is straight audio. Okay. Just a chat room. Okay. Cannot record. Okay. Somehow their algorithm, if you try to do like a screen recording, it will shut you down. Oh, wow. Okay. So basically they become safe space. Okay. You have rules. So I kind of borrowed Casey's rules. You know, this is a safe space. What is, you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, and it says it in the rules, you know, if something is said and it's brought out into the world, we know who you are. We can get you kicked off because that's not what this is for. This is for where we can have a place to talk. Just yeah. kind of like our own libraries, it's a, play, a safe space for kids. Mm -hmm. Those loner kids, you know, all of a sudden we're, you know, getting these librarians in here that are new, mm -hmm. that don't know what to do, that they're lost. They might not have a mentor. Now they'll have a room of 20, 30, 40 librarians that they know they can go to. Yeah. And we just have a really good time and lots of laughs because this crazy time, some of us have been straight remote, can't even go to their campuses. Some are hybrid like I was. Some are full-blown face-to-face. 
I think Amy has been face to face since the beginning. Mm -hmm. So, you know, listening to what struggles she's going to listen to the hybrid, listening to the remote, it's just a great space to connect. And I've connected with so many across the United States and it's a great way to promote things. Like if, because Amy has her School Librarians United podcast, we've talked about your podcast and if somebody's going to be on, hey, listen to me. Hey, if you want to be on this, I know who to send you to. So, yeah. All right. So, every you said you promote this on social media. So, if somebody yeah, I'll tweet about it. it, and they have the ability when you go on. Let's see. I'll pull it up while we're chatting. You pull it up, and it has a calendar. And if you're following people, you can get notified. So whenever Casey, so under my notifications, it'll say like, I don't know if you can see it sort of kind of a little bit. Yeah. Casey Boyd has scheduled a chat at six o'clock on Sunday. So I'll know when I go on, boom, it'll be there and I can, they have what's called the hallway. I'm trying, the light is bright. Okay. See, these are all the current rooms right now. Okay. And if her room was there, I could just tap it and go in. Okay. And then you get in and you can go up and they have uh, the stage where you can raise your hand and you can pull up and you can talk and, you know, there's all etiquette. Yeah. Please keep your mic muted until you get up there. So, okay. So it's so another platform that we can share. And do you still need an invitation like you had mentioned? Uh, yeah. If you need one, I can text you one. I have nine. <laughs> okay. No, well, I'm just wondering, like, for the listeners. if, if yes. they, okay. Yeah, you can just, I mean, reach out. Most of us have, like, nine, ten that are just floating around. And what happens is, I think if they get themselves on the waiting list, I have gotten notifications. So it might say, Laura Shinneman wants to join. What do you think? Or, you know, would you yeah. let her? It won't use one of my invites. It would just let you in. Oh. Yeah. So that was nice. So there's been, I'll get notifications. Oh, so-and-so. I'm like, oh, okay. Especially if you have that person already in your contacts. It recognizes that. Okay. So there was one a couple of weeks ago. I was like, oh, I'm so excited. They're joining. And it was a librarian. So I was like, yes, please. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But but there's a trick to it. Okay. There's a trick. Because this is all comes down to citizenship. Whoever you nominate. So I text you, Laura, here's your invite. You go in under your profile at the bottom. It will say the date you joined and then nominated by whomever. Oh, wow. So you're connected. So if something happens and you screw up, I can get in trouble because I let you in. I did me. Okay. Uh-huh. So again, that's a lesson in digital citizenship. It is as an adult. Oh. Uh, yeah, exactly. And we all need that. Definitely. Most definitely. So, yeah. Well, thanks for sharing about that, Deborah. That was oh. that's really interesting. Um, so you obviously really use PLN. That's one of your, your main ways for growing, you know, and learning. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you want to share with the audience? I read all the magazines. Okay. School Library Journal, American Libraries, Knowledge Quest. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good to keep those. Go to 
every conference you can, especially the ed camps, because that's free. Yeah. You know, the North Texas librarians one was free. There might be a Central Texas one. I know I'm waiting to hear if they're going to do that or not. Lend was free and Lend actually, it was in El Paso. They reached out to me because of my presentation at TLA. Well, I immediately, I was like, yeah, of course I'll do it. Do you have a link so I can share it on social media? Wham, they got a couple hundred people to sign up and they were just like, okay, so South Texas and North Texas, they're representing, you know? Um, So that's what you need to do and just keep up with all the trends. Join the reading committees, Mm -hmm. join the committees. And that was part of my breaking out of my shell I was like, all right, what does TLA have as a volunteer thing? So it was a little step. First, I was District 5 webmaster. I, I just update the website. That's it. Yeah. Then I was like, Christy Starr from Lubbock, who, funny enough, she was my professor at UNT. Now we're really good friends. <laughs> um, she emailed me and said, hey, We need some volunteers. When the email comes through, can you just check off what you might want to be interested in? So that's how I got into the editorial board. But I really wanted that reading committee because it's so nice. We have a nice diverse group and all different books are represented, which is so important nowadays. And it's a nice other PLN group on the side. And we're from all over the state. So that's even nicer, public and academic. Mm-hmm. Uh, school so cool. that's how you got to keep yourself going yeah definitely all right well Deborah, I'm sure you've inspired a lot of people today by the things that you've shared um, where can they find you online so they can keep learning from you okay both Twitter and my Instagram are just at Deb Zeman LMS um, my portfolio you can find me on Wakelet I've got my I'm actually in the process I'm like you know what Wakelet is free why am I paying for a website? Mm-hmm. So I'm literally, while well, right before we were on, I was taking my blog and transferring it over. So that's why I didn't include it on there. You'll see it under my digital portfolio. So All right. Very that's cool. where you can find me. Yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure meeting you today. And I was telling you earlier, I, I feel like I know you because I've just seen you on time for so long. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's great to make, make this new kind of connection with you. Yes. So thank, thanks for your time. I appreciate it. And I look forward to to keep learning from you. And I'm going to check out Clubhouse sometime too. (laughs) Oh, well, you are more than welcome. You got me and Casey going on Thursdays, Wednesdays and Sundays. But thank you again for having me. Yeah. Well, you have a great day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye.